And very pleasant. Good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Nationals Park in Washington, D.C., the Marlins opened up a brief three-game road trip with their first of three this weekend against the Washington Nationals. Marlins checked in with 59 wins, 85 losses. The Nationals 49 and 94. Lazardo versus Gray in game one. With a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, Marlins had a chance at back-to-back wins tonight coming into Washington after a victory over the Phillies in the homestand finale last night. This Nationals team, a club the Marlins really handled here this year, 12 wins for the Marlins in 13 games against the Nats in the first half of the season. Hadn't played Washington since the 4th of July, and while things got off to a good start for Miami tonight, things did not end well. The Nationals take game one of this three-game weekend series at Nats Park by the final of 5-4. to four. Jesus Luzardo started for Miami. Josiah Gray on the mound for the Nationals. And the Marlins jumped on Gray in inning number two. An infield hit by Nick Fortes got things started. He took third base on a ground rule double off the bat of J.J. Blade. So with second and third and nobody out in the second inning, up step Brian De La Cruz. Facing Brian De La Cruz now. Ground ball to the shortstop. going to score a run. Abrams has it. Fires on to first low. But it's dug out on the backhand by Manessis. De La Cruz is out. Fortes scores, and it's 1-0 Marlins. It was a productive out. Put a man at third with one out for then Miguel Rojas. With the infield in, one out. 0-2 pitch to Rojas. Ground ball slowly hit toward third. Charged by Vargas. Only plays to first. Miggy's out, but in from third base, Blade, and it's 2-0 Miami. So back-to-back outs that produce runs, and the Marlins are off to a good start. Bases were clear with two down. When Jordan Groshans drew a walk from the National League walks leader, Josiah Gray, man at first, two down. For the number nine man in the batting order, Lewin Diaz. Lewin Diaz, the batter, man at first, two down. Diaz deep to right field. Thomas going back onto the track in front of the wall. Goodbye, Lewin Diaz. A two-run homer, and it's 4 nothing Miami. For Diaz's third home run of the season, and this is 42nd game. RBIs 8 and 9. He'd been 3 for his last 30. He had had only 6 extra base hits in his first 128 plate appearances this year. But Lewin's long ball made it a 4-run second inning. And the Marlins are off to a good start against Gray and the Nationals. Now Miami had chance after chance to extend that 4-0 lead with Luzardo hanging 0 after 0. The Marlins couldn't cash in 2 one-out walks in the 3rd inning. Got a leadoff hit from Miguel Rojas but couldn't score in the 4th. Got a leadoff hit and a stolen base from Joey Wendell in the fifth inning. Man at second, nobody out, but they couldn't add to the lead. In the seventh, with back-to-back two-out singles, Wendell and Anderson, they gave the Marlins a chance to score, but couldn't add to the lead. It was still 4-0. We went to the bottom of the seventh, and Luzardo was still in the game. While Josiah Gray was done after five for the Nationals, having allowed four runs on five hits with three walks, four Ks, and a home run, 90 pitches, 63 strikes. Luzardo started the seventh inning having thrown 89 pitches through six scoreless leading off the seventh for the Nationals their 30-year-old rookie the first baseman Joy Manessis up in Parkland 1-1 is in the air to center field off Manessis' bat going back on a Blade still back at the wall can't quite get it it's off the wall Caroms toward right field Manessis around second headed to third base they're going to wave him home the throw to the plate is gonna be not in time and inside the park home run for Joey Manessis. And it's four to one. 
Well, if you believe StatCast, that ball to the wall in center field should have been caught 99% of the time, but it was not caught by J.J. Blade. It hit the wall and then carom toward right field, paralleling the wall along the warning track. Brian Anderson backing the play up, thought maybe the ball would carom past Blade toward the infield, so he was in no position to run the ball down as it was rolling toward right field. And Manessis, not a speedster by any stretch, circled the bases and inside the park home run. But at that point, it was still a 4-1 Marlins lead. Now, when Luke Voigt worked a walk, the only one allowed all night by Jesus Luzardo, Donnie decided to make a call to the bullpen. Luzardo was done after six innings plus with a 4-1 lead and a man on. He brought Tanner Scott into the game. Scott, who's been so much better since leaving the ninth inning closers role, pitching in the seventh and eighth of late, but tonight, after striking out the first man, Ildemaro Vargas, he walked Luis Garcia. He then walked Riley Adams, so the bases were loaded for Victor Robles. 1-0 to Robles. In the air, center field. Blade to his right, makes the catch. Runner tags from third. Voigt's going to score. Throw comes into the cutoff man, Rojas, keeping Garcia at second, but it's 4-2. But the Nationals weren't done. Down 4-2 with two men on and two men out. The rookie shortstop, C.J. Abrams, 21 years old, is at the plate for Washington. Scott to Abrams. Fly ball down the right field line. And it's going to get by Anderson and go to the wall. That's going to tie the game. Garcia and Adams score. Headed for third base, Abrams. And it's 4-4 in the seventh. Uh, sinking fly ball into right field off the glove of Anderson. Brought two in. We had a tie game. Scott was done at that point. Oscar Brazabon came on to face Lane Thomas and struck him out to finally end that seventh inning. But the Nats sent eight men to the plate. They scored four runs on two hits. There were three walks. There were two balls misplayed in the outfield. One by J.J. Blade for an inside-the-park home run. The other by Brian Anderson for a two-run triple, and suddenly the Marlins' 4-0 lead was all gone. We were tied 4-4 into the eighth. Carl Edwards Jr. came out of the bullpen for the Nationals in the eighth inning, allowed a leadoff single to J.J. Blade. J.J. went two for four tonight. The Marlins pinch ran with Luke Williams, and after Brian De La Cruz struck out for the first out, Williams got picked off at first base. It was the third time this week the Marlins have had a base runner picked off a of first base. It happened to Miguel Rojas on the homestand. It happened to John Birdie on the homestand. And tonight it happens to Luke Williams here in Washington. The pickoffs becoming an issue for the Marlins all of a sudden. They're up to now 15 pickoffs on the season, which is one shy of the Major League lead, 16 held by the Texas Rangers. Remember last year the Marlins led all of baseball. They were picked off 23 times, a club record. Suddenly up to 15 on the season. One off the major league lead. So that was a costly out. All of a sudden you had nobody on in two outs. Miguel Rojas singled. So the Marlins again had the tying man on. Then Jordan Groshans, the rookie, singled to right field. Miggy tried to go first to third, but he was gunned down by a wide margin by Lane Thomas. Thomas to Ildemaro Vargas to nab Miggy, trying to go first to third on the Groshans hit. And the Marlins lost two men on the bases and were kept off the scoreboard again in the top of the eighth. It stayed a 4-4 game. Cole Solcer came on in his most high-leverage situation in quite some time in the bottom of the eighth inning. 
Alex Call, the first man to the plate, tried to bunt his way on, but he bunted the ball right back to the pitcher for the first out. Then Joy Manessis worked a walk. A Luke Voigt single put runners on at first and second. Josh Palacios came on to pinch run at first base for Voigt. And with two men on and one man out in a tie game, Ildemaro Vargas batted against Cole Solcer. 3-2. That's in the air. Left center field. De La Cruz on his horse going way back. De La Cruz lunges. Can't get it. Going to bounce up into the bullpen. A ground rule double. And the Nationals have the lead 5-4. The Vargas ground rule double brought Joy Manessis home with the go-ahead run. And that one-run lead was handed off to Kyle Finnegan in the top of the ninth inning. Lewin Diaz grounded out on a really good play by the shortstop. C.J. Abrams, a stellar defensive play, maybe the best we saw all night for the first out in the ninth inning. John Birdie, a more routine ground ball to short for the second out. Joey Wendell then had an infield hit to extend the inning, extend the ball game. Joey went three for five tonight, but with Wendell tying man at first base and two outs in the ninth, Brian Anderson grounded out to Vargas at third. That's how this one ends. The Nationals win it five to four. For Washington, five runs, eight hits, no errors, five left. Nats were two for six tonight with men in scoring position. For Miami, four runs, 11 hits, no errors, eight stranded. Miami goes 0 for eight with runners in scoring position. Carl Edwards Jr., the winning pitcher, 6-3 over Cole Solcer, 1-4. Kyle Finnegan saved number 9. This one took an even three hours to complete. So the Nationals snap a five-game losing streak, just win number two in the last nine games for Washington. That's now 50-94 and 94 on the season. As for the Marlins, they fall to 59-86, and 86, now 30-43 and 43 on the road. Miami drops to 22-35 and 35 in one-run games. They've played more one-run games, 57, than anybody. They've lost more one-run games, 35, than anybody. For the first time this year, the Marlins cough up a four-run lead in a game they lose, 5-4. The Nats take game one of this series. Miami had been 12-1 and one against Washington with wins in the last seven in a row head-to-head. The Marlins and AutoNation are working together to strike out cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitcher records a strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pick Initiative to support cancer research. Tonight, eight strikeouts by the Miami pitching staff. That's $200 for the season. We're up to 1,268 Ks for the staff and $31,700 from the Marlins to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative. So the Marlins cough up a four-run lead. The Nationals storm back. They win it 5-4, to four, their 50th win of the season. A couple of folks to hear from. First, let's check in with the skipper, Don Mattingly, afterwards. JJ, obviously, you know, on that inside the park home run, it, mm-hmm. it looked like a, a great effort by you. You know, Andy was backing you up, but the mm-hmm. ball ends up greening off of your foot. Is that more of a, a, a bad luck play? Just kind of can you give us your perspective on how that unfolded? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I thought I should have caught it. You know, any ball in the, hitting the air towards me, I think I can, you know, make a make an effort to to go get the ball. And um, you know, just came up a little short on that end and took a bad hop. And yeah, just unlucky. Um, and Ganey slipped or something was angled to back up and just went the complete opposite direction. What has this process been like for you of, of just getting familiar, you know, with new ballparks, maybe seeing how they play? Uh, just what's that process been like overall? You know, it's been good. You know, there's going to be a lot of little, a few bumps in the road, but you just got to, um, you know, learn from it, move on, and, and, and grow. How 
do you feel like there's been any struggles with confidence or, or do you you know do you still feel like you're in a good place absolutely I, feel, I always feel like I'm in a good place you know when the ball is hit to me I ex- I'm expected to make a play for myself and you know um, yeah, put up a zero to help, me, to help the pitchers on the mound alright so that was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins loss last night as we wrap things up let's hear from J.J. Blade who uh, you'll hear in his own words thought he should have made the play in center field that uh, ultimately resulted in the Joey Manessis inside the park home run the eighth in National Park history Donnie, you know, after such a good start to that ball game, what do you feel in the long run ended up being most costly, especially from that seventh inning on? Hmm. Probably, yeah, there's a list of things, obviously. We didn't we didn't play very well at the end of the game. <clears throat> you know, from just a number of things. It's not one thing, it's a lot of things. Just maybe a couple of those plays specifically, you know, the inside the park home run, it looked like, JJ's making a good effort, you know, Andy's backing him up, the ball kind of careams off of his foot. Is that more of a bad luck play at that point? Just how did you see that one? Yeah, it's, you know, I haven't had a chance to look at it, so, but Andy did look like he was there and the ball mm-hmm. did kick kick sideways, which was, was kind of weird. Um, yeah, so other than that, I haven't, you know, I haven't had a chance to look at that, that whole play. In the eighth inning, a couple of outs on the base path. Just starting with Luke Williams, you know, was running on that pitch, just get a little bit too big of a lead. Uh, when he got picked off, what did you see in that in that play? No, again, just it was hit, actually going to be a hit and run, mm-hmm. and um, really, it's one of those you you don't have to get a steel jump. So it's really more about fundamental base running again, and uh, yeah, and then you know, like in the last out third is kind of a historical no-no, mm-hmm. right? You don't want to make that out because you're in scoring position. And, uh, you know, Mig's always, you know, he's aggressive, so you you don't want to discount that. But you want him just to be sure that he's going to you know, make that play. Lazardo uh, overall? Really good. Yeah. Yeah, Zeus was good. Um, yeah, I think he was just kind of, you know, at that point he walks the guy after the home run and didn't want it, and his pitch count was at a point at one to give – you know, Tanner some breathing room out there. Obviously not enough, but, um, yeah, I thought, I thought Zeus was good tonight, you know, in the zone, some deep counts, uh, but getting ahead in the count and, you know, forcing the action. Do you attribute the recent string of pickoffs to guys trying to be more aggressive, or is it a lapse in judgment, or? You know, I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, it's hard to explain it away. It seems like it's it's like the last few weeks really has gotten to that point. We're seeing the pickoffs again. We had a lot of it last year. I don't know if guys are, you know, wanting to make something happen. I don't know if it's, you know, just getting to that point where you're just not quite as focused and, you, and you're getting picked. I know we've, we've had a little bit. The guy slipped the other day, maybe mm-hmm. a couple of slips with the field early in the first in, in our place. Uh, but, yeah, it's definitely something that, you know, you're not really proud of as a ball club. You know, you don't want to be, you know, not playing solid baseball. If you if you get beat is one thing, but when you, you know, when you don't play solid baseball, when you're, you know, you're given free bases and, and, and given free outs, those are things you don't want to do. You know, you, again, you are what you are. We are where we're at, but you still want to play solid baseball. With J.J. in particular in center field, has he had the most difficulty going back on balls in the air? They did say that play tonight was a 99% catch probability. It looked a little tougher than that, but I'm just curious your thoughts <clears throat> watching him go back in center field. 
Yeah, again, you know, early on, just it seems like recently he's had some issues around the wall with the, the play the other day in, in Miami, uh, close to the wall. Um, yeah, so I, I can't say he's had more trouble going back. I thought early on he really smooth, getting to the wall. Uh, he made some plays right at it. So you know, I don't know if he's lost a little confidence out there, you know, the play in Philly where, he, you know, the drop. But after that, it seems like he's been a little bit uh, – you know, I would say unsure of himself. I don't want to say shaky, um, but I, I think he seemed unsure, a little bit more unsure of himself. And you know, really, that's why we're, you know, that's why you're here at this point. You know, we're gonna find out everything we can over a period of time. Um, you know, again, the more you see guys, the more they play, the more you find out, uh, you know, what you can and can't, and what's the best spot, and all those kind of things. And um, yeah, so. Donnie, with the with Tanner in the seventh, you know, you know sometimes you you walk a tightrope with him. He's got that great stuff, but also can be prone to to giving up walks. You know, in the seventh, how do you how do you navigate that? You know, knowing that he he's putting on a couple of base runners, but has the stuff to get out of it. Maybe what's the what's the challenge with kind of trying to figure out when's a, a good point to either leave him in or or, or take him out. Well, just the walks. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's gonna, you know, walks two guys. If you know, if he's all over the zone and, and getting his outs, and, and you're still gonna hang with him. But when he's walking people, and then he gets himself all, you know, he gets up the hit to the lefty. Uh, at that point, you get to the leadoff guy. You gotta try to stop it. Was was JJ banged up on that play? It seemed like he was kind of hobbling after the ball a little. Bit. Uh, I didn't. I didn't notice that. All right, so that was J.J. Bladé after the Marlins fall to the Nationals 5-4 to in Game 1 last night. Game 2 comes your way at 4.05 this afternoon when Trevor Rogers goes opposite of the right-hander Eric Fetty. We'll hit the air at 3.30 on News Radio 610 WIOD. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.